Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lumber Connection, recorded live at BCMC 2022 in Columbus, Ohio. I was fortunate to have the opportunity to spend an hour on stage talking through many facets of lumber buying with Justin Binning and Ken Timmons, both of American International Forest Products, or AIFP. We were joined by special guest Larry Dix of Apex Trust. Larry is the lumber buyer at his plant and brought some component manufacturer perspective to this episode. Please enjoy this excerpt. Hello and welcome to Lumber Connection. It's the week of BCMC and I'm back in this studio with my regular experts, Justin Binning and Ken Timmons. And today we've added a new friend to the mix and that's Larry Dix. He's the lumber buyer at his company and we thought it might be nice to add a little bit of lumber buyer infusion into our discussion today. But I'm going to start out with my regular question for these guys. And that is, looking back over the last little while, maybe more than a couple of weeks since we're here at BCMC, What's been happening in the lumber market? Interesting trading market, <laughs> right? Uh, there's supply chain issues, business, demand, all sorts of factors going on across the country. Um, in general, trading has been very healthy. It's active. Um, as we all know, financially uh, across the country, times are a little uncertain, um, but the sky has not fallen. I think there's a lot of people in the room that would be excited to share that uh, their business is healthy. Demand is great. There's a strong need for everything we do, especially in component production, which is remarkable. I'd say big picture, there's a little bit of um, curiosity in terms of strikes, both the rail strike with the UPBN and the CSXT, as well as there's big news out of Warehouser yesterday. Warehouser is um, sh- striked, Stri- not struck, Stri- striked. Uh, it's not struck. Correct. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> So that's going on right now too. Um, you know, and those folks are dealing with the same headaches that we deal with, right? Labor's tough. Wages are increasing much higher than we would have ever expected, frankly. I remember, you know, if you go back five, six, seven years, people thinking about the $15 minimum wage, right? And how are we gonna get there? And now Taco Bell pays people $20 an hour, right? So we're in, a, we're in an environment that's very dynamic, it changes every day, but I am, passionate about this industry because it's a group of people that are quick thinkers. We're problem solvers. So the market, big picture, healthy, nose wet, tail wagon, sometimes doesn't always fetch the ball like we want. Um, but all things considered, um, trading is active and there's lots of opportunity, especially for the people in the room here. Yeah. The, the last couple of weeks, um, you know, no, no big change, um, but there certainly has been some changes in yellow pine. We're seeming to find some uh, trading levels in the two by six to the two by 10 range that are getting established at mills. Not seeing a lot of uh, push or follow through from there, but uh, enough to, to kind of uh, put, put enough pressure to stop the bleeding at this point. Um, the two by four and two by 12 still, uh, still descending. So, you know, again, that little bit of change there in that trend, but we have had some, some bigger news. We had a sawmill. Uh, we've actually done business with this sawmill for, for many years in uh, Livingston, Montana. Our, uh, RY Timber actually burnt down on Monday. They had another mill in Townsend, Montana that was inoperable, has been for the last two or three years. And unfortunately, two months ago, they just leased or sold all of their equipment from that sawmill. So I'm hearing 
some things today on the trading floor. Again, I've been here, but I'm trying to stay plugged in that it feels like uh, maybe nine foot's getting a little bit of, uh, maybe a little momentum behind it. Um, not solely because of that. Um, I certainly think we're, we're in kind of a consolidation point in the market as well. Kind of been in a downwards slide here for the last few weeks. So feels like we're getting some, some folks in covering some wood, covering some shorts. They need to buy wood. As Ken mentioned, the, the business is good. Um, and I think most of you can probably attest to that, which is excellent. So business remains good out there. Um, I think we are overall finding a better balance between some supply and demand, much so say where we were at one point over the last two years. You know, we, we probably could have done, and I don't have touched on this, 2.2 million housing starts if we had the wood for it at one point. We didn't. We had enough to supply maybe one six, one seven, and now we're sitting in that balance with maybe a, a demand for one three, one four, somewhere in the upcoming year. So again, just an overall better balance of supply and demand. I see the price of lumber probably trading in a more narrow range, less volatile, still volatile, but, but less, you know, not as bigger swings in terms of overall price. Now we've got a rail strike that's, that's looming, right? Potentially in the next day. So there's a lot of eyes on that and what that could do to our market. What our initial, you know, the initial kind of uh, knee-jerk reaction, obviously it's not good for our economy. It's the last thing we need when we see the inflation numbers that come out. There's no, no doubt, I don't think interest rates are, are going to stop anytime soon. We're probably looking at another significant increase um, in the next uh, month or so. But what that rail can do, and if for some reason now, historically speaking, that stuff generally gets figured out kind of in the 11th hour. So I hope that's the case this time as well. Um, but if for some reason it doesn't, it's going to put a lot of strain on a strained logistical situation right now with trucks, right? We all, if you've bought in lumber in the, <laughs> recently or in the past couple of years, you know that freight rates have been extremely expensive and capacity has been very difficult to source. So if we lose the rail, it's just going to create another added layer of uh, not good uh, when it comes to our truckers and our trucking. So um, anyways. You guys do this to me every single <laughs> this evening. Yeah. That's my next question. So that was a perfect segue. Yeah. I, I always like to know what's going on with transportation because it was really dire for a while there. I mean, we were talking about prompt wood being, I don't know what. Two weeks, weeks or two. Two weeks or two. <laughs> but I mean, prompt, at the time, yeah, it got right. real bad there. So, sure. Yeah. Give me a little bit update on kind of where we're at and how these things are going to play into it longer term. Kenny? Well, it's a big picture, right? Um, fuel's up. It doesn't matter what type of vehicle you're putting it in. It's up and you have to pay for it. Trucking in general feels like availability uh, is a system that's less clogged in years past. It's really been a headache. You could buy a prompt load at the sawmill and then you, you work all your trucking avenues and finally you get it booked with some guy who's hopefully picking it up in three weeks. And if he doesn't, good luck, right? So that's not necessarily the case anymore. You can typically a, a two week or sooner truck is two weeks or sooner. Um, and that's, that's really been a stronghold for our company um, and likely for the industry. Rail. Uh, prompt is getting better though. Yeah, correct. Two weeks or sooner is likely or sooner. Well, I was going to say though, prompt can get can pretty aggressive now. If you got the right guy and it's the right lane and the mill needs a truck and it's idled, you, you could make something happen. We're seeing more instances of things that are truly prompt getting booked in, uh, in a very timely fashion and even moved sometimes within a 72 hour period. 
So that's nice to see because yeah. we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of that for a long time. That's where it should be, right? When you're saying prompt, what you're saying? In, in, theory, in theory, yeah. I mean, it just, you know, his, historically, perfect. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and, and Ken's point on gas, year yeah. over year, um, up 25.6%. Big number. Yeah. It's going to have an impact. I mean, there's no way it can't. So absolutely. And to touch on the rail just real yeah, quick. definitely. Um, similar story, right? We're not in these, um, in the last few years, if you go back to 2020, right? Um, we get in a situation where you can only ship rail cars to high velocity areas, okay. right? Send it to a place where they can get the equipment back and keep it all circulating very mm -hmm. fast. It's been flowing very smoothly, um, to put it plainly. Um, and there's a lot of avenues that are open, which is good for the industry in a whole. They do have four pieces on the monopoly board and they're going to operate how, um, you know, a, a, a system of that magnitude operates. Um, but all things considered, I think both have been relatively smooth. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, I want to get Larry involved here now. How often do you look at lumber pricing? How often are you communicating with someone about lumber pricing? Is it daily? Is it weekly? Is it every Wednesday and every Friday? Okay. So twice that a week. First thing in the morning, we're watching, okay. trying to understand what we think it's going to be. I mean, nobody, anybody who says they knows doesn't know. I mean, these things can change on a dime. Yeah. We learned stuff in the last two years that, you know, if we had a $200 run in lumber, we thought the world was ending. And that was maybe over a 60 day period. And we were all getting that in. Wednesday and it was up by 200 or 150 on Friday. I mean, you can't survive that. You just got to ride it as far as you can. I can assure you print didn't predict that. I'm sure. And that's where the communication, having a good relationship with people that are going to be straight up and honest with you. And that, that's what you're after. It's relationships yeah. and they give me good information. So good. This is kind of for all of you too. We've been talking a lot about how people have sort of shifted in general. I mean, to generalize that that component manufacturers have shifted how they purchase lumber. You know, there used to be some folks that really would buy up for a long time. And then, of course, as soon as the market got to be as volatile as it was, and we were seeing such high prices, and then look, that there was sort of a shift to more of a just-in-time mentality. And that has continued to persevere, even though prices are back down to somewhere more normal levels, et cetera. So at this point, now that we're in this less, you're saying it's still volatile, but it's smaller jumps, so it doesn't feel that way. What are the triggers for buying? You know, what are the things that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a deal today? Or is it really just that you're buying what you need when you need it? So, Larry, you've talked about the relationships that you've built. Are they your triggers for buying lumber? Do they sort of help guide that? How does that work? Yeah. For you? So what we do, and we've done this for 20 years, is we do an inventory every morning of our lumber. We send that to the people that we buy materials from. They help us find holes. If they see something that we may be low on, they may say, hey, this is a particular item is starting to run or it's really relatively inexpensive, or they may say there's a spread between number three and number two, which we don't use a lot of number three, but if the spread gets wide enough, we may load up a little bit on some short stuff. We don't go anything past six foot. Or... So that's really what triggers us. If we get a large job for us, just so y'all know, we're a small family manufacturer, so we're not out buying 50 trucks on Friday, you know, trying to beat the deal, you know, so we're not typically is is susceptible to these big runs ex with the exception of obviously the last two years um if we get a big job for some addicts or something we'll go buy heavy on yellow pine uh dss which sometimes can be a challenge for the two but 12s we know that we're covered in that cost and we know we're good for that job so those trigger things like that but we're not out trying to play the market so we're not market players um we try to, if the market's going down, we're going to let our inventory try to drop. 
maybe fill it up a little bit, but we're trying to turn our inventory very, very quickly because that's turning dollars. So that's, we don't have a big, you know, like, oh my gosh, other than again, the last couple of years, you know, it was kind of a weird, weird deal. So um, we don't have what I would call a real serious trigger mechanism. Thank you so much to Justin, Ken, and Larry for their time and expertise on the stage at BCMC 2022. I look forward to sharing more of our live Lumber Connection recording in future episodes. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.